the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. All right, Craig, uh, thank you. We're back with Hometown Radio on this Monday, January 8th, 2024. I'm Dave Congleton. Thanks for being part of the broadcast. Uh, this hour, as I said at 3.05, it's the anniversary show. We don't make too big a deal out of it, but we do kind of pause and kind of look at where we are and where we're going to go for the year. But we also like to have some special people in, which is why we've already heard from Kevin Harris and Jeanette Trumpeter. And so this year, when I was thinking about who I wanted for a special guest, you know, normally we have some kind of elected official or somebody really controversial coming in. And I was like, you know, I don't want to do that this year. I want something different. I want to acknowledge somebody who has been a special part of this community for decades and has truly been a success story. And I happened to be thinking about that as I was eating a piece of pie. Well, you know where that story goes. So our special guest this year couldn't be... Couldn't be happier than to look across the table and say, welcome to Rini Lynn. Rini, how are you? I'm doing just fine, Dave. Nice Thank to you. see you. Thank you. Nice to see you. And you sound just like you do in all those commercials. Oh, gee, how funny. <laughs> you know, people say to us all the time, do you do those ads yourself? Yes, we do. Yeah. They even uh, will call John out if he's in a parking lot sometimes and uh, say, you're the voice. <laughs> they recognize him. And, of course, you can't uh, have Rini anywhere without having John. That's kind of true. That's always true. along, always yeah. along for the ride. Dave. How long have the two of you been together? Fifty-two years. Congratulations! Yeah. How, how'd you meet them? Uh, University of Kansas. We were both students there. Tell the story. Um, we were all good friends in those days. It was kind of almost the beginning of what I see now with young people, where they just kind of all hang out in a group. And uh, John was in our group, and uh, unbeknownst to me, he kind of had. Uh, eyes on me i had a little side venture because i married someone and he kind of got shut out of the picture well oh. that that didn't last too long it lasted about two years i call it my practice marriage <laughs> <laughs> and john prevailed and then it became pretty obvious is that, that how you I, remember the story mostly <laughs> what was it about her uh, well i can still remember the first time i saw her um yeah i was i was wowed and um She's the second of the uh, second of nine children and a great big Irish family. And as I got to know them, know the family, um, I was really impressed because I was a, an only child, um, rough upbringing, and that really mattered to me. That only was, child, one of nine. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Number two of nine. I was yeah. towards the top of the family, so wow. I had a lot of responsibility. All right. So you, you came out here 1977? Right. That's right. But that's when I had my practice marriage. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot from it. I like that term. <laughs> yeah. I didn't learn anything from that. <laughs> uh, I, uh, re remind me, why, why, why the Central Coast? How did you come here? Oh, that's kind of a long story. But um, one of John's good high school friends was getting married. We were back in Denver. We had uh, one, two babies. I was expecting my third, and we got this invitation in the mail, and it was for his friend, Jack McCall, um, 
to be married on property that it turns out is right across from our property on Santa Rosa Creek Road. And I, I told John about it, and I said, you know, I think we ought to go. If your friend died, we'd go to his funeral. He was a really good friend of his. And I said, uh, why don't we celebrate life and go to his wedding? I like that. So we went, and um, Jack's mother overheard us saying, wow, this is beautiful. We'd been looking for rural property, but we had kind of ruled out the Midwest um, and never thought we could afford California. But at the time, property in Cambria was still fairly reasonable. Yeah. So we uh, went we saw it. We didn't even get out and walk on the property. She said, property's for sale across the road. We got on the plane, went back to Denver, and uh, thought about it all the way. Got on the telephone and bought it over the telephone. Didn't really have the money. But that's kind of been the story of our lives. We just push ahead. <laughs> and we got it together. Yeah. Can you believe you did that, John, when you look back? Well, yeah, because I we are... That kind of a couple. We always were reaching. We were always reaching. Um, and I I suppose uh, that's not surprising to me when I look back on it because we did that repeatedly. We were, you know, you, you remember we opened a restaurant here in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Ten months later, we opened the restaurant in San Lo- in Cambria. Uh, two restaurants in ten months? That's truly stupid. What were you doing in Denver? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, John got into, kind of by default, he was a college grad, had some graduate school experience. It was a depression time, recession time, and um, there were no jobs for him. They said he was overqualified. Hmm. So we took, what, what happened is we left, we fled the University of Kansas to greener pastures and moved to Denver, um, seeking some work and trying to establish our family. And... Um, his cousin happened to be a Volkswagen mechanic, and his cousin housed us for a while. We lived in the basement of his apartment with Justin, little baby Justin, in the drawer of a dresser as his bed. <laughs> it was hard scrabble. We moved everything we owned in a John's Volkswagen bus, bug, back then. Anyway, we landed in Denver and couldn't find work, and so after a while... Um, his cousin came to him and said, you know, I'm not real happy at the dealership. There's a service station down the road. Would you be interested in starting a business with me? So John, who's a good salesman, I, sa- I swear he could sell sand to the Arabs. Um, <laughs> he said, sure. So, so he, he jumped into it with his cousin, and his cousin being the mechanic, John was a salesman. John knew a lot about automotive stuff. He wasn't really a mechanic himself. But it became successful, and um, we set our nose to the grindstone and decided we were not going to do that forever, but we would stay there long enough to make the little nest egg we needed to buy property here. So who came up with the idea for what would now be known as Lynn's? Hmm. Probably, probably both of us, really, but... Lens as a restaurant, Lens as a well, food service, Lens yeah. as a. How'd you how'd you get started in the pie business? I got started in the pie business because we had planted our um, little farm to crops, and berries were one of the first things that came along. My sister's husband majored in hospitality up in San Francisco State, 
and they decided to move down here with us and be, actually john hooked him up with a good friend of his at the cavalier yeah i have and, a real close friend yeah. that owns a cavalier uh in san simeon right and um and so my brother-in-law mike moved down and i had put them together and so mike became the restaurant manager there and uh Rini and her sister started making pies out at our farm and we were selling them to the restaurant and they were serving our pies in there nobody knew anything about lynn's pies or anything at that time <laughs> this is the restaurant the cavalier yes. yes okay right and and so with mike walking around the restaurant serving those pies to people pretty soon the people were saying where'd you get this pie and so Mike would tell them the story about, well, we're making them on our farm out there on Santa Rosa Creek Road. And so the people would, after eating in the restaurant, would come out to our place and buy pies to take home. Knock it on the door. That, that got pie? it started. We yeah. want that, that pie. That got it started. Yeah. What kind of pies were you making in the beginning? Uh, berry pies, apple, apple. pies. Um, there weren't as many as we have now. I'm trying to remember. Actually. That's pretty much it in the beginning. In the beginning it was yeah. berries and apples. It was but we didn't even we didn't even own a mixer, and Rini was making a hundred pies a day. Hundred pies a day. Yeah. With my hands, <laughs> it was fun. But we got to the point where we did uh, invest in a little bit more equipment. All right. First big question, Rini. What's the secret to a good pie? Don't overhandle the dough. Um, keep your ingredients really cold because you don't want pie dough to get tough. Um, my secret, I think, is not to oversweeten it. I want to taste the fruit. And um, I also, if anyone who's a cook knows um, that a lot of fruit can bleed out in a pie, I kind of pre-cook my pie filling, but don't cook it too much. And then um, it's thickened already before it goes into the crust. And it, it, it turns out beautifully that way. Rini Lynn is in studio with us. She is our special guest for the 32nd anniversary broadcast. Husband and partner John sitting in as well. We'll pick up on this amazing story as we continue on AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. I think this is a pretty impressive story as we're back with uh, Rini Lynn, husband John, hanging out here as well, talking about uh, the history of the Lynn family on the Central Coast. So you come out here in the late 1970s and you come up with this idea to make pies. You're baking 100 pies a day. Actually, I didn't come up with the idea of making pies. We thought we could make a living on our little farm, but we quickly realized there was no market for our perishable fruit products close by closest market would be san luis obispo and it wasn't a big market so um we started selling things first it was pick your own then it was we pick and sell to the public off of our farm stand and pretty soon we realized that people and actually our customers gave us this idea they said you know we can't take a lot of fresh fruit right now we're on the road we're traveling don't you have something you've cooked i'm sure you've got I'm sure you eat better than we do coming from the city. They said that to John. And that was our first inspiration to start making something that people could take with them. The first product was preserves, not pies. So the pies came later. Well, the preserves came first. The Mm -hmm. preserves came first. And that came as a result of a failed crop. Our, Our berry crop had a little problem that would not allow them to ripen. That we, Of course, we were kind of virgin 
first-time farmers, we didn't understand all that we had to understand. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Is that difficult, John, that kind of farming? I, I'm from the city. I don't know. Well, and we were from the city, too, although yeah. I was born and raised in Orange County, so I, I was around farming all my life, but but not knowledgeably. Uh, and, yeah, it 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 was... Uh, it was frustrating in a lot of ways because it was hard to get around to, to, to where you could see some sort of profitability. And we were really concerned if, if we were going to make it financially. But what was, what was the, the, the goal, the vision in those early days, Rini? Where did you see yourself like five, ten years down the road? Our vision was to move to the country to work together as a family to raise our family where we were all accountable to a community. And in that res- respect, I mean, we have made that. Right. I'm very happy with that. Right. But that was our original inspiration. But there had to be a business plan. There had to be, well, we had to have an income. And so yeah. that's, where, that's where all that came. And um, necessity is the mother of invention. And I think you just kind of, we, we just had the belief that we could make it no matter what and had promised each other that. And so we worked together to make that happen, whatever it would be. How long do you think it took you until you turned that first major corner? Oh, gosh. We were doing very well until about the um, mid-'80s when a group of our neighbors decided to sue us because they didn't like what we were doing in their neighborhood. And so that, that knocked us back quite a bit. But it was the birth of our restaurants. And that has been our success. So that's why you opened up the restaurant. That's exactly why we opened you up the restaurant. You didn't plan to go into the restaurant business. No, I, I told John I'll do anything. I'll do anything in business. I'll make pies. I'll make preserves. I really don't want to be in the restaurant business. This was early on. Yeah. Well, I had to change that because adversity coming in the form of a lawsuit from our neighbors pushed us in that direction. We needed to pay the lawyers and the and the consultants and the architects and so on that were leading us through the processes with the county. Question on the Stolberg uh, text line. Do you remember how much your first pie sold for? Oh, golly. <laughs> five, five ninety nine. I think it Is was. Is that right? Five ninety nine yeah. for a lead so. pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't ask me what it is now because it's almost embarrassing because the price of fruit, the price of berries in particular, is astronomical. Well, address that. I think that's important well, for our a listeners few, a to couple, know. A couple years ago, I don't know if anyone remembers, but they were doing the tryouts for the Olympics up in Oregon. And the temperature up there was like 119 degrees. We get a lot of our fruit from Oregon because we've outstripped our own farm supply years ago. Anyway, the result of that is that year we could not buy berries and. If we could, they were just ridiculously expensive. Well, as as most things, the price was high. We got through that year. We didn't know if we'd make it with our with the supply. Well, the price has stayed pretty much up there because they can get the price. And so that's something we are always fighting, trying to find fruit that's reasonable to make a reasonably priced product. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so the segue to the restaurant, John, how did that go? Well, uh we we did the first restaurant in San Luis and and it was all consuming for that a while. That was the first restaurant with San Luis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. on on Lower Higuera. Yeah, and um, and we were there for a few years, and then we moved to downtown San Luis uh, at Choro and Marsh, 
And but of course, in the meantime, as I mentioned, we had already started the restaurant in Cambria. Yeah, the, right. Really, only about six, was it? Only it was six, ten months later. Ten months yeah, later, it we was ten months. We opened the restaurant in Cambria. So it, it was it was pretty exciting, and and I remember, in fact, when we opened the restaurant in in uh, Cambria, I looked at Rini. It was about three o'clock in the morning, the night where we were going to open the next morning. And I looked at Rini as we were finishing up for the night and we were just dead tired. And I said, well, we've finally done it. We're in deeper debt than we've ever been so far. And here we are opening another restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So so back to that original question, we kind of were doing okay at the farm stand. We were pretty happy with things in the mid-'80s until we got hit with this lawsuit and opened a restaurant. And then that was that was – it's been a trial all the way along. It hasn't been easy street. We opened a restaurant here. We opened a restaurant in, in San Luis. We opened a restaurant in, not yeah. a restaurant, but a shop in Paso Robles. In Paso, I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was more or less successful. It wasn't a restaurant, and everyone wanted it to be. But the farm stand's closed. Farm stand is closed now. Okay. That's insurance. The insurance company told us recently, and you, everybody is aware of these insurance companies being hit with wildfire issues and and the the payoff that they're having to make from fire responsibilities and so on as a consequence our insurance company came to us they had been in our insurance company for like 30 years and they said we won't insure you any longer if the public is coming there so we just had to look at each other and say i guess we're not having a farm store anymore and we had not intended to close Well, it. that was kind of on the tails of COVID, and we had closed the farm store because of COVID. We have th- three generations living there, and we had trouble getting enough employees and doing our business as it was just in town. So we had closed it for that period, and then the insurance came, company came along with this news. And at what point did you jump into the pot pie business? Early on. Uh, early on, even at the farm store, we we were making pot pies and selling. That was to, to address the, all the people that were coming there. And, of course, once that lawsuit started, it made us even more popular. It, it gave us more name recognition. And we had articles about us in Sunset Magazine and California Farmer and so on. And, and the more of that kind of publicity we got, the busier we got. And, of course, that exacerbated the fight. With, yeah. with the neighbors and and uh that's when Rini decided well if the people are coming here and they kept asking for a meal or to sit down and have something more than than just uh pie and coffee and so she started making chicken pot pies and man that became a big seller and it was uh, there was another whole product line that that was born out of her uh artistic ability how well, many how many of those people were still your neighbors uh none yeah you were you were about to say, Rini? Oh uh, well, I was. That was I, I, a little lost my train of thought. But I'm sorry. I think that um, it was out of necessity again, and and you, it's survival. It was survival at that point. All right, uh, let's take a short break. We'll find out what's happening around the state and around the country. And uh, Craig will update us with time saver traffic and weather together. And we will continue our conversation with Rini Lynn and husband John talking about Lynn's and pies and. Uh, pot pies, all sorts of things. Your phone call still to come. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Thank you for listening this afternoon. We'll be right back.
Tomorrow on Hometown Radio, we have a special show. You may know that Mrs. DeGroote passed away. Well, Dr. Renee Bravo, Dr. Steve Sainsbury uh, will join us to pay tribute to this remarkable woman. I also believe that Wendy DeGroote is going to join us. Some of what we're working on tomorrow. Right now, we're continuing our conversation with Rini Lynn, our uh, special guest for our 32nd anniversary broadcast. Husband John is here, and Sean is calling in on KVEC. Hi, Sean. Hi, happy 2024, Dave. Rainy and John, I wanted to say how much you've been a blessing to the Central. Oh, we lost you, Sean. Are you there? Timeline of the years I've been here, and I remember your original, well, your second location, the one in downtown San Luis Obispo. Yes, yes. And and I just wanted to say that I love the way you buy these days, and I have I definitely get more fruit for my loot, and a lullaby pie is my favorite. <laughs> oh, and you're I love reading. You. Your commercials He's quoting are amazing. Commercials. Oh. He's quoting your commercials. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. You have a question. I really Sean? love them, and I love they're just like they're jingles. You know, we I think that stays that that is really you're, you're amazing with your advertising, and then your product um, sings to the angels. It's, I absolutely love the Alala Berry Pie. My girlfriend is not a fan of sweet food, and when we ate, um, I, I'll tell you where she really stole my heart. We when we came to Lynn's the restaurant, and we had. And the Olala Berry pie, the ice cream with the Olala Berry sauce on top. Yes. Oh, you, you've, had, you've had our hearts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Sean, Thanks so very much, nice. Sean. Thanks thank for the you. call. 805-543-8830. if you want to talk with the lens. Olala Berry is your number one pie? Absolutely. You surprised, you surprised by that? Um, I'm, no, I'm not surprised by it. It's not my personal favorite, but... You know, it's what the public uh, loves from us, and it's unusual. We've been mm-hmm. very blessed that we had a fruit that we were able to popularize that it's not found in lots of parts of the world, not found much outside of California. So what's your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Probably ch- cr- um, toss-up between cherry and apple. Yeah. And yeah. John, you're, you're, I think yours is the apricot? Apricot, apricot. right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, Craig's got some questions, but before I go there, I want to hear the story behind the peach blueberry pie. Who came up with that idea? Me, of course. <laughs> I don't know the story behind that other than I like color. I was an art major in college. Um, I just thought it was a pretty combination and a tasty combination. And I didn't, you know, peaches, peaches really don't grow well on the Central Coast. So the first peaches I worked with, I thought, eh, eh, I don't know if this is going to work just to have a plain peach pie. It's not hot enough here to make a good peach. You have to have hot <laughs> hours and chilling hours. We didn't have that. So I was kind of confined to using uh, frozen peaches, which were lovely, but I thought a little bit boring. And so I spiced it up with the blueberries. Wow. Yeah. All right. George is in Santa Margarita. Hey, George. Hello, Dave. Hey, and I'm really happy to hear your guests on the radio. Um, I'm, I'm one of their fans, as well as uh, in the very beginning, uh, when they used to have those little individual serving pies, and uh, I think it was almost like on a donation basis for the coffee, and I'd go down to the creek, uh, and uh, it was just a great, great beginning, and, and I'm very happy for them. Thank, Thank you, George. Thank That's you. nice, George. George, what's your favorite pie? Well, of course, the lullaby, but, you know, 
Um, when I'm hungry, food is my favorite. You know, and uh, <laughs> uh, any pie is good. Uh, the lullaberry pie is. Uh, uh, I've. Uh, Sent to Sacramento to, uh, to a friend of mine to see what he thought of it, and uh, I was I was a hit that year because they loved it, and uh, it's just a great gift to send people, you know, a, a pie in the mail. Uh, you just don't know how how, uh, how well received that is by everybody. I've said numerous times I've uh, come to I send preserves now. Uh, a preserve a box of preserves as a thank you. Yes, and I, the the thank yous I get for sending that. Holy cow! Well, you know, I've done that as well. Um, although, you know, I uh, have sent pomegranate preserves, um, and uh, that's also a big hit too because I grow the pomegranates. Nice, oh. so, uh, nice. <laughs> George, thanks for checking in, Craig. What do you think? Well, the, one of my questions was the uh, the peach blueberry combo. Yes. How did you come up with that idea? I just answered. Yeah, that. so that that was one of my questions. Okay. Uh, my other one is. Why Olalaberry? What were you just sitting at the house saying? Let's do Olalaberry because no. prior to you, no one had heard of it. No, that's a good sto- that's a good story because yeah. um, when we were first here, there was one pick your own berry place in the county. It was out in Paso, rural Paso Robles, and we went out there and picked fruit, and it was really good. Um, I came home and I remember making a pie. I remember putting it in the oven. And then taking it out of our little tiny trailer that we lived in with three children by the creekside there. And I remember, there's nothing like this. I mean, and then especially once I tasted it. And it, it just, it was a natural. We contacted the farm advisor when we first moved here, the county farm advisor, as to what crops would grow well here and what would bring in a quick income. And he said berries. So... And Bingo. he recommended and oh, gave me samples yeah. of different plants. Uh, and the three he gave us were boysenberries, olali berries, and red raspberries. And so those were the first three berries that we planted and, and achieved a crop with. And so that was the underpinning. And then going to the Berry Hill Farm in Paso Robles kind of brought it back to us in a way and, and gave us a practical viewpoint of it. Had you had olali berries before? No. Never heard of them. No. And then, well, well, but we did. We did make friends up in Watsonville because we heard there was a family up in Watsonville that was growing them. Mm-hmm. And so we went up there and met this family, and they became mentors to us and helped us in a lot of ways. And the, and the man was the guy who uh, actually pioneered O'Lolly Berries in California. Hmm. And they became really big in that. And we bought berries from them for years. They had a pie business, too, and she helped me know how to begin the pie business. We go to Tony in Atascadero. Hey, Tony. Hey, a a couple things. When you guys uh, allow them to have the pie and then they go and get to eat it on the air, I mean, it's just, it's wonderful to hear how they enjoy it because then you go out and you buy one. And the first one I did was a, a peach blueberry. I mean, I've had your pies before, but I'd never considered a peach blueberry. And Man, that was just awesome. Um, it's our second but, best uh, uh, selling pie. Really? Peace yeah. Blueberries, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a unique blend. It's a mm-hmm. great blend. Uh, I've got very fond memories with Grandpa, who used to live in Cambria, and going out to your ranch there and picking them up there, and then coming back, and then eventually when you moved into town. But, um, yeah, I'm glad you guys found it on the Central Coast, and I'm, I'm very happy for your success. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. And I have to say, this program on the air has helped us tremendously. 
Oh, Wonderful. oh yeah. I really think you can, I, I'd like to thank Dave publicly well, because it has really pushed our product, our brand in the marketplace here. Can you say that louder? Well, what? I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll bow down. You bow down to me when I walked in the door. <laughs> goes no, both that's ways. very true. Yeah. This is the most effective advertising we've ever run into, and and that mm. that is really Dave and Craig. Uh, the way that, that that is discussed as they're eating. Well, we got our so pie on. poet over here. <laughs> <laughs> pie Craig poet, I like the, that. <laughs> Craig is the pie, uh, pie poet. A- anything else, Tony? When, uh, have you ever thought about or did, have you done uh, elderberry? Oh, I've played with eld- elderberries that grow on our road, but they're really bitter and kind of... Okay. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's pass that one. Let's pass that one, Good, yeah. b- good elderberries <laughs> are found up in the Sierras that are different from what we have here. The ones we have here are more like BBs, and it's it's skin <laughs> and seed and, and very bitter. little pulp. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Tony, thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830-800-549-5832 for Rini and John Lynn. Barbara is in San Luis. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Dave. Hi, Thank you guys for being on the show. And I think it just touched on one thing I was going to say. We first discovered you guys when we moved here about 30 years ago and you had your restaurant downtown right. in Slow. Right. And we loved going there. Um, we got to know your son pretty well. And we really, really, that was a regular place. We'd come there with our kids and your salad bar was wonderful. But, you know, after you left, you kind of got off our radar a little bit. And we would occasionally go through Cambria and stop in um, and... It's actually because of Dave's show that my husband and I are coming back to coming up to Cambria regularly and, and stopping in and having dinner at Lynn's or lunch at Lynn's. Oh, so it excellent. really is that awareness that it, it reminded us that you were there, and we hear it every week. And so um, we really enjoy it. My favorite is I love your lemon raspberry, the little individual ones oh, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those oh, yeah. are pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good when, pie. When we come up there, I wish they lasted a little longer because they're not very durable. Highly, highly um, perishable. I, I will always pick one or two up so I can bring it back home. So. Great. Well, oh, thank, thank you, Barbara. So, That's really nice thank of you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Barbara. Bye-bye. Be safe. Have you ever come up with a pie that it didn't work? No. I, oh, yes. I, there was one. What? Uh, it We... Because we were growing red raspberries, we Rini tried making a, a just a solid red raspberry pie that eventually moved into raspberry rhubarb, and it was because the raspberries they fall apart. Well, and it was just too intense; it was just too much, and mm-hmm. it it wasn't as tasty as you thought it might be. Let us uh, go to Lydia in Atascadero. Hi, Lydia. Hello. Hi. I was just calling in. Um, I know Rainy and um, Mr. Lynn, and I'm calling because I was recently in their restaurant, sitting by the window, watching the cars go by, and from the moment that I was seated at the restaurant, I had such a warm welcome, and it, it just harkened back to days when the service was so wonderful in restaurants. And I ordered a scone with a lullaby, you know, uh, preserves and an omelet. And it was just, it was so good. It was just delicious. And I'm so grateful that they're there. Thank you, Lydia. And I know who you are. Hmm. We go way back. (laughs) Lydia, what's your your favorite pie? My favorite pie is probably cherry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love that cherry pie. Hard not to love that pie. I agree. Thank you, Lydia. 
Thank you very much for the call. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832. and John Lynn are in studio. We're just talking. Gary's in Pismo. Hey, Gary. Hey, hi, Dave. Thanks for having the Lynn's in studio. It's really great to hear them. This is uh, fun to listen to. Good. Hey, Thank you. I, I just had a question for Lynn. Have you ever considered what I would call a pie depot in San Luis Obispo, where <laughs> during the week people could call depot. in their orders for pies and cakes that they can't get in the stores, and once a week, like on Thursdays, drive a van full of pies and cakes down to the pie depot, and people can come and pick them up there, and that way you would increase sales for the pies and cakes that we can't get in the stores. I kind of like that idea. Staffing is always an issue. Uh, you know, a place is always an issue. We've thought of just a little pop-up store down here in San Luis. and um, The demand is there, we know. But we know the demand's there. I, it's just that uh, we're getting a little bit older. We can't figure out quite how to get out of this business. And John would have to come back to his favorite city. It would. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I, told him, I told him I was going to start taping his rants about the city. <laughs> he didn't stop it. <laughs> Gary, what else? Gary, what's your favorite pie? All of them. I mean, to stop and pick one favorite is you just can't because oh, you go on, to the next one. one and you go, well, this is my favorite. Then you go to the next one. This is, it's like all of them. And the pies, that's why I asked about something like a pie depot or a drop off place. That's an interesting idea. For people that can't get idea. up to Cambria, you could still get all the great uh, pies and cakes that you can't get in the store. So Maybe the next generation of Lens will do that. One yeah. thing I really love about that, Gary, is, your, is the, the, the name you gave it. A pie depot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Gary, thank you very much. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Scott is texting in on the Stolberg line. I remember when you used to get gravy with a chicken pot pie out at the farm. Your pies are so delicious. They're almost as good as my mom's. My favorite is the blueberry peach. Uh-huh. There you are. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of Scott, here's a Scott in Cambria. Hi, Scott. Yeah. Sorry, I guess I didn't wait long enough. I just wanted to make sure. I'm not sure my text went through, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I've known them for a while. I mean, Don probably doesn't know me, but we're windshield waivers in Cambria. <laughs> All of us. People that, <laughs> you know, and I used to ride my bicycles out to the farm with my kids, and we have a little snack and ride back. So it's a bummer that that closed. Yeah, so thank it's you. It's a bummer that you had to close it, but it yeah. was awesome. Thank you. You guys have been a blessing to the community. Thank, thank you, you, Scott. And your pies thank are you. delicious. And, Scott, your favorite is the peach blueberry? Yeah. Yeah. It so, is. You see? No? see, there you go. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Scott, thank you. What about the raspberry rhubarb? There's another combination. That That's is it. Aaron's favorite, yeah. and and I have a number of people who swear by that. It's probably yeah. our third most popular. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I had a lady in, stop me in uh, Costco the other day, and, and she just, I don't know how she knew who I was, but she knew. And she, she walked up to me, and she yeah. said, she said, you know, I just have to tell you, she said, I, I just love that peach blueberry pie. She said, it's just, there's nothing like it. I love that pie. And we just went off on it. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was so gratifying, really, so gratifying to hear that. So, a lala berry pie, peach blueberry, 
Raspberry, raspberry rhubarb. rhubarb are your top three. Probably, and then maybe apple and cherry. Yeah, I think you'd have to uh, you you'd have to put the chicken pie in there too. And and we're doing a turkey pie now, and we have a vegetarian pie. I would think we have a beef Dutch pie. apple would be a pie. I love the Dutch, oh, Dutch, it, Dutch it apple. Is, it is actually very it is. Yes. Yeah, I, you know I had to do a ranking because I do production records, of course. I'll let you know. Yeah, okay? I'd be curious. Yeah, yeah. All right, quick break. We'll come back for a final segment with Rini and John Lynn. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. We're Hometown Radio. If you want in on this conversation with Rini and John Lynn, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830. Francine joins us. Hey, Francine. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, Dave. Hi. Hi, Rini. Hi, hi. Uh, John. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that I, I moved to the Central Coast in 1980 to go to school. I was a little older than most of the students, and I chose to live in Los Osos Baywood Park area. And I would love driving on the weekends to Cambria. And I discovered your farm and your preserves very early. And um, I, it was just a highlight of, like, my day off of school to go and find your little stand and buy some preserves. And then later on, um, a couple years later, I think, when you did start doing pies, I would buy pies and bring one home to visit my, when I visited my parents who lived down south. Um, and my favorite is the Dutch apple pie. Which I, Yay, yeah, which I was so fortunate to have been invited on Dave's show to, to taste it she was a, um, guest a while ago. She was a guest uh-huh. taster. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yes. And um, I, I, the other thing I want to say is on that day, I did tell a little story about um, when you had your restaurant on, I think it was uh, on Marsh Street in the Slow. Yeah, Marsh and um, Yeah. Yes. Um, so my husband and I had, I can't remember, lunch or dinner there, but uh, we were deciding what we wanted, and we asked our, our young server about the soup. And he just lit up, and he said... It is so delicious. My mother just made it this morning. <laughs> and, of course, it, it that sold us, and it was delicious. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for all, um, for your success and uh, your business and um, all the luck uh, to you in the future. Well, thank you for That's your very kind. patronage. You're welcome. Yes. And she Bye-bye. does make good soups, and she yes. still makes the soups. Uh, we have a lot of homemade soups, always. That's all they are. Thank you, Francine. What's your most popular soup? I'm, I'm, I, well, we serve clam chowder all the time in our mm. restaurant, and that's my recipe. We have a wonderful chef right now, Chef Matt Beckett. Oh, he's incredible. He's wonderful. Yeah. You've had him for a long but, time. But a, a, lot time, of the, yeah. a lot of those recipes, like the soups and stews and some of that stuff, came from me originally. I mean, at one time, I was making all the soup for the restaurant in Cambria, all the soup for the restaurant in Slow, And um, it, I don't know how I did it looking back on it, except I was way younger. <laughs> and so I guess that's how I did it. Sandy uh, checks in on the Stolberg line. She says, my favorite is plum pie. Oh, oh. that plum pie is incredible. Uh, that that's a plum. really unknown pie. It's not yeah. in the grocery stores. We grow the plums, and it's Satsuma plum, and it's got a flavor like no other plum. I planted those trees just because of how great a pie that made. Most plums wouldn't make a great pie, but that one is a standout. Whose idea was it to go after a Satsuma plum pie? Uh, Well, we had a lot of plums, so we had to make pie. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and that's we make, how it does. We also make uh, we make preserves out of it too. That mm-hmm. it, it just lends itself to that, and it's it's just a great flavor. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, someone is complaining on the Stolberg line that we haven't said anything about your cakes. Oh yeah, yeah. We're known, we're known for our pies, but our cakes are really uh, delicious and use most of our fruit fillings in those also and uh, have grown in popularity we do wedding cakes also um, just in Cambria I decided I didn't want to travel outside of Cambria on my weekends well you don't have to I don't have to why, you, no, why no, should you no. And enough is enough but we know? did it for many many years, many years. We, yeah. we delivered cakes all over the county are you where you thought you'd be I'm astounded at where we are. We're beyond where we are. I thought. have to pinch yeah. myself sometimes and go, oh, my goodness, what did I start? I think about Thanksgiving pies that went out just out of our little place up in Cambria, not to mention all the grocery stores. There was over, over a 1,000 that we sold just for Thanksgiving. And if I think about all the people eating those on Thanksgiving Day, it's just pretty awesome. Craig has a question about your training. Yeah, I was wondering, do you have any formal cooking chef training? No, only being number two girl in a family of nine. And my father had a grocery store. And, and he so, did catering. And he did some catering. But we always had good food to eat. And I had to cook for my brothers and sisters. But having done the catering, you, you so you do have professional cooking experience. I've done it by... Oh, yeah. I've done it by just doing Learn it. Learn by doing. Because like, I can't imagine that you're like... Hey, I'm going to serve 300 people today. I've never done it before, but why not? Like I, It seems like I, you'd well, have to grow into a, that. Okay, that's a case where I've learned from my employees. Leonard Gentu was our executive chef for a number of oh, years, Leonard, yeah. and he's a great guy, yeah. and uh, he taught me a lot about catering. Chef Matt knows a lot about catering, yeah. and, and, and I've learned a lot from employees along the way, too. Here's a text uh, saying, Cal Poly's slogan is, learn by doing, Lynn's Pie should get an honorary degree. For exemplifying that can-do spirit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but on a more serious level, what's left for the two of you? Uh, that's the hard part. We're John's going to be 77 in about a month. I'm 75. Fortunately, I have a lot of energy still. John has a lot of energy. But um, my dad told me years ago, it's easy to get into business for yourself. It's hard to get out of it. Yeah. And we've got generations now. We are oldest grandson William runs the farm for all of us and supplies the restaurant he's only 21 hmm. he's amazing he learned fast yeah, and, yeah. and then we've of course got Aaron who uh, we couldn't be blessed with a better son for this yep. business with his personality he's incredible he is Rini Lynn thank you so much for being our special guest John Lynn thank you for behaving yourself <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. for having us John, again Dave. what do you want to say as in closing well, I, I just would like to reiterate that the relationship that we have developed with Dave and Craig and KVEC, as well as all the stations of, of American General Media, has been very uh, good for us. It's it's mutually beneficial, I hope, and, and I, I just am very thankful for the whole thing. We thank you, John Reaney. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Ah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I have a wonderful life, have a wonderful family. Um, we're expecting our second great-grandson in about two months. Yay. Yay. So we have four generations. That's why we moved here, and we've established what we wanted. All right, folks. Keep bringing the pies. Appreciate it very much. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. Bill Ostrander up next. 
the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111 911.